Hello, my friends. It's Kevin here again today. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I've got some great questions from Michelle coming in about kind of where to start. She's got a lot of ideas, wants to talk through them. And uh, I said, hey, why don't we do like a 30 minute call, coaching call, and we can record it and then share with this group. So that's what we're going to cover today. And um, we'll dive deep into a few different kind of examples and tips that will help you. uh, Maybe if you're just kind of figuring out what direction to take in your business, hopefully this helps. Okay, we'll get right into it now. Hello, Michelle. Nice to uh, nice to talk to you. How are you today? Good. Thanks. I'm doing well. Good. Good. Michelle is um is like a, a brand marketing and brand consultant. Uh, she's done some fractional CMO work before, and um and kind of advises a, a variety of of companies on all things brand and marketing. And Michelle, you had a couple of questions today. You have I, I think you like every entrepreneur. We've got this like idea syndrome where we've got all kinds of you know, cool, cool directions you could go in. But I think between focusing on what niche or niche to focus on, as well as maybe what, what uh, idea to pursue, I think you just kind of had some questions like, how do you maybe, you know, evaluate what's the right move for you? So I'd love to hear a question in your own words, and then we can uh, dive into that together. So fire right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for the great introduction. So I've been doing this, it'll be going into my ninth year. And so I've, I kind of transitioned, started working with more of the, uh, in the very beginning stages, I worked with the entrepreneur. And a lot of times I still do work with them, but I transitioned into um, a project role into more of a retainer role where I step on and stay on as the contract CMO and brand manager. So I can do a lot of that stuff. Um, and I think my, you know, my biggest challenge right now is I'd like to find clients easier and I'd like to be able to sort of be that one known person and then for people to come to me. And um, I think that the idea of niching has been on my mind for a while. I've, I did some research, some hardcore (laughs) research um, into like one of, one of the areas of interest that I have. Um, And I think the other, the other thing that I'm challenged with is um, wanting to, I have a lot of my processes developed. I have, you know, either it's literally, I have say about maybe 25% have already been developed through workshops that I've done and created for, um, for my clients, as well as my process, my brand strategy process, naming, social media strategy, marketing strategies. So I have a, a lot of these things created. It's just like, how do I optimize my time and, step back a little so that I can get some reoccurring revenue with these things. And the other stuff is just in my head. (laughs) It's all in there. And I feel like it needs to come out in some format. And I think that why I haven't done that is really centered around the who, like who, who are these going to be catered toward? Um, And how do I, how do I sell it in a way that's going to actually make me the most money versus like giving things for free? Um, Mm -hmm. and so there's all these kind of like, there's three things that really are are holding me back. It's the, who, who do I niche? How do I package those things in a way that's going to really make me the most money, um, and deliver the most value for my clients and whoever that who is. And do you have any ideas on who, I know you've mentioned this before, but are you after kind of (laughs) hearing me and like thinking back and forth, do you, do you have any ideas on who that might be? Or what's yeah, on your here's list? Here's the journey. Here's the journey breakdown. <laughs> um, I started with the women entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. I, I did really well for a little while until some bigger competition came in, came in and um, uh, I stepped back from that. And this was in the very beginning stages of my business. I did pretty well. And I, like I said, I, the last two months I've gotten three different women entrepreneurs that are um, starting their own businesses that I've been able to help. So there's that which would be actually going back to what I originally was doing. The only problem with that is that it's project-based and I'm only with them for a short amount of time on their journey. So basically just like in the startup phase where I help develop their brand and their visual identity, and then they're done. So that leads the problem as to there's a whole other transformation and journey that I'm not a part of for them. Um, I also help create their marketing strategy for good, like two to three years and they do it themselves themselves. I haven't mm-hmm. had success actually working alongside of with them to help implement that. I have not had that success with them. I've tried selling it in a number of different ways, mm-hmm. never really worked out. So that's the first, like who second, who is, um, I really enjoy working with, um, home care agencies, um, 
you know, the healthcare in general or advancing people's lives, making them quality of life better. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, and it all really falls under these, these leaders that are purpose-driven, that really have, that want to make an impact on the world, not just results, mm-hmm. not just like, you know. So there's that umbrella of it. So, you know, I've, I've looked in both like the uh, healthcare or like the home agency world um, industry. And so that's sort of where I'm still kind of battling. And then I work the majority of the clients at a huge, much bigger umbrella is that they're mostly B2B professional services. Um, I rarely work with other, other outside that. Mm-hmm. Right now, so most of your clients are in B2B professional services? Always have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And what kind of professional services are, would that include, like, specifically? So, so I've worked with accountants. I've worked with uh, wellness coaches and consultants. I've worked with, like I said, two home care agencies, a printing glassware company, which sells B2B, um, and, gosh, so an SEO reseller company, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all over the all over if, the board. All of, all I mean, which has been cool because I got to learn. I've worked with an IT company. I worked with, I mean, really. I think I counted at one point like sixteen different industries. Oh, um, transportation and logistics. Mm-hmm. Worked with a manufacturing company. Um, yeah. So it's been. Oh, nonprofits. I have a little bit of work in nonprofits, but I try to stay away from them unless I already have a relationship yep. in, with the board or the executive director. Right. Well, so yeah. if you could pick one of these, because there's, a, there's, there's, th- and I'll say a few ideas that'll help you maybe eliminate some of them, but if you could pick one of them, what would it be? Just off the top. Let's say you, like, if, like assuming you could be Probably successful with- at all of it, at all of them. Yeah. Yeah. If I could find a way to, for it to work, um, I think it would probably want, I'd probably want to be more in the B2B professional services, like with a small business that I could help transform, you know, their entire from start to finish brand to marketing. Yep. Um, okay. So it'd have to be a little bit of a larger organization because because of the other aspects that I do around brand and marketing, it just wouldn't be as fulfilling if I were only to focus on the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, Why not? Um, because they don't have a team. They right. usually don't have things fully developed and they're usually just starting. So they, that them in themselves aren't as confident or not as sure of like where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it harder for me to help them more price sensitive too. hugely right because it's their money right like once you have a business and you have expenses then you're kind of spending company money but when it's still a one-person operation that's when you're kind of spending your own money so every dollar kind of hurts they're like do i want five thousand dollars and you know to to buy something you know meaningful in my house or or do i want to pay you to do this and hope that i get that money back as opposed to a business where they have much more scale and it's not that so much of a trade-off okay so and, let's dive and in. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, I fully, I fully agree with what you're saying. Um, and I could still help them yep. and, and just know that it's a one point of their journey that I'm only helping them with. And that's fine. And that's what I've been doing for, you know, nine years or eight years or so now. So, right. Now, the thing is, you've been looking for recurring revenue. And frankly, that's how I've built my business. Like, I don't like doing yep. project work. And I don't know if it's in their best interest, especially if you're doing strategy work. Like, even if you did a marketing plan for them and strategy and then gave it to them, they probably wouldn't execute it as well as they would if you were working with them. Yeah, let me revise that. It's not project-based. It's actually my brand process that I developed. So it's very easy for me to plug and play. So it's not a huge, like... And not like taking, I'm not creating something completely new. Right. Yeah. But I, but it's customized. The process is customized. Right? And then the, the identity is completely customized, right? That sucks up so much time. Yep. And again, I don't do this a lot, but just recently I've gotten a few that I need because my other retainer client just ended. So I'm losing about like 25% of my income. Yep. I totally know that feeling. 
So what you're looking for is someone who has an ongoing need. And the good thing about marketing is that it's never done. So if, if you can provide services outside of that initial brand project that say oversees and helps them, you know, find a team and execute their overall marketing strategy, that, that yep. tends to be what works for me really, really well. Mm -hmm. But of course, in order to yep. do that, you, you, you know, you need to people, like people need to trust that you can do that for them. Running both a specialized business and a generalized business, I can tell you that the generalized business really requires trust. And a lot of the, a lot of that exists just from my relationships from the mm -hmm. past and from whatever. Yeah, me too. And that's really, really hard to run a business that way. It's because you're just like, you don't know when the next thing is going to come from or where it's going to come from. And you just have to spray and pray. You just have to post on LinkedIn and hope yep. stuff comes, right? <laughs> that's not a good way to live. Now, it, I would say based on what you're telling me now, I like, and, and this is aligned with my path. So maybe there's some commonalities here, but I was in the B2B space. So I had kvnw.com, which was my agency. It was, it was B2B um, owner managed B2B service-based companies or something. Right. So where the owner was definitely mm -hmm. involved, it wasn't just them. And uh, they sold services, B2B services. So very much, I didn't call them professional services, but B2B. Yep. Then over mm -hmm. time, yep. what, what happened was uh, I had one client who was in the co-working industry and they, they're a B2B company as well, um, real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, mm -hmm. I was able to get some great results for them. I saw their financials and they were doing very well. And we, um, and the industry was growing. It's growing, you know, really fast, 20% over the next, like, it's, it's just dramatically growing right now. So I'm like, this yep. is a, this is a burgeoning industry, although it's very small. Maybe I won't be able to, to do that for them, but it ha it checked the boxes of, I liked the clients. I liked the industry. And, uh, it was, it was a developing industry. Um, and there weren't many consultants out there just, and there still aren't for just for marketing of co-working spaces. So that kind of told me that was a red flag actually, cause it's, it may tell me there's not enough of a market. Right. So, I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. You did the same thing. Okay. So with home care agencies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm not entirely convinced you can't build a business around home care agencies, but I don't know the financial situation of them. And I would definitely talk to people like we, like we mentioned, but we'll leave that on the side for now and we'll come yep. back to mm -hmm. that. Of those B2B professional service providers, who specifically, pick one company that you've been able to help the most. You don't have to give their name, but who's the best, who's, who's, the, who's the best client that you've ever had and what were they in B2B? Hmm. I think that's probably the best and the worst. Um, okay. Or at least in one way they've been able to... <laughs> they've been able to, I've been actually able to help them across everything. Yep. Um, so that's the um, drinkware company. So essentially they're printing, they're decorating drinkware. So mm. it's, a, it's a lot of common, commonality between what I do, which is like, they're essentially like branding glassware. Mm -hmm. So I can sort of relate to the process and help them. And they have a certain niche. So it's made my life a lot easier mm -hmm. to help them market. Surprise, surprise. Yes. <laughs> so what what category are they in other than drinkware? Because that's probably really specific. Is it e-commerce? Um, Is it they, custom print? Um, they're called it's called decorating. So um, glassware decorating, or it's you could call it manufacturing, because mm -hmm. they're not actually creating the glasses, but they're printing. It's a printing promotionals, right. printing and promotion. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, so that that's interesting. So there is a whole industry around you know promotional items and. And yeah. what have you. And just because that's a segment of marketing doesn't mean they know necessarily how to market themselves. Agreed. Think... Because guess what? Last year I met with another one who did the same thing. Right. And it was a perfect fit for me because they wanted someone that could be creative. Yeah. Although it didn't work out. The CEO, unfortunately, we did not align. Um, mm -hmm. But the business itself, because I knew it so well, it yeah. would have been a good fit. And they value marketing because they're sort of in that spectrum, but they may not have all mm -hmm. the, like a lot of these folks work brick and mortar. They have a, a place where they produce this stuff. Yeah. They come from an older generation yeah. of marketing. So yep. do they have like a conference or, or an, an association? Um, yes, they do. They, well, um, they have vendors. So they have premier vendors or they purchase these things from, mm -hmm. um, and then they have conferences. They have, um, so they do have conferences. Some pretty big, yeah. They have some pretty big players out there. Aside from the drinkware, I'm talking like print and promotion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's good. And then, do you say? Do you know if there's any associations? 
Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is too. I'm going to quickly throw a wrench in the works. Do you enjoy this industry? Do you feel in any way affiliated with it or, or like, I do because it's creative. So like it, so I looked at like some of the other qualities that I have as a person, like my passions and I'm highly creative. So I paint, I have a side business where I sell clay birds that I make. So there's a lot of like creativity that I love to do in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, like let's say, let's pretend for just a, you know, mental exercise that you were going to be in this industry forever. Can you, can you, can you imagine yourself writing daily for these folks and just talking about all the different, the ecosystem of everything they could possibly know and not saying that you have to, but could you? Um, Probably I could write a lot. I mean, since it's already stuff I already know. Mm -hmm. And if you were say the, the leading expert, you know, in marketing these kinds of companies of which I'm already thinking of a couple um, would uh, and people, you know, would you be, would you be able to foster a community around that? Like, would you imagine yourself being in that world and being one of the forefront experts? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd have to look at some data around how many there are and how they work. If they oh, have an internal, I don't think they do have an internal marketing department. A lot of times they rely heavily on their sales force. Yep. I agree. Um, so I have actually worked more with, and I've worked with this one company. I've worked with them on aligning the sales and marketing and creating mm-hmm. a sales strategy on how to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've just, I've worked with this one company for three and a half years. Are you still working? I know the ins and outs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So is there any way you can kind of, um, so I, like what I like about this is it's highly specific. So I'm just imagining your LinkedIn tagline and this is where people get really nervous and I was the same way, but your, <laughs> your tagline might be like, I help print and promotional companies uh, sell more products, right? Or something like very like, um, or, you know, uh, sell more products without, without squeezing their sales reps, right. Or something mm-hmm. like that, because if they're very sales mm-hmm. dependent, then it's like, well, yeah, like yeah, you can only squeeze so much blood out of that stone. I know they're out there networking and yeah. commenting and doing stuff, but at the end of the day, they need marketing support and cause they're, it's a marketing company too. Right. So I can mm-hmm. imagine you doing that. If you, if you were to go in that route, how does that sort of like, I know this is like, very speculative, but like, let's say you were to start a separate website, not under your, your current brand. And you were just to make it focused on like, I don't know, you had a brand name that kind of hooked like mine is ever spaces for coworking spaces, but some mm-hmm. kind of brand name that kind of hooked into that industry and then started yeah. writing content with like, if you went down that path and then like what I would suggest, and this could work for anything you do is talk to your clients, see if they can make any introductions or recommend, like tell them you're thinking, first of all, of specializing in their industry and see what they think mm-hmm. overall with that, you know, see what they think. They'll probably be very encouraging of you. See if they can introduce you to any other companies who are doing that just so you can interview them, not sell them just so you can talk to them about, you know, what, mm-hmm. what the pains, problems in their world. Do they go to conferences? Are they belonging to any associations? They actually have another part of the business that sells wholesale so mm-hmm. they're essentially, um, they have, they sell to the people that are, they sell to others that are like them. Oh, wow. So they so have, yeah, like literally chunk. they have like hundreds of people. Yep. That's how, that's how uh, niching works. So like, it feels really weird because you're like, that's really small. I don't know anybody else that does this. And then all of a sudden you, what I, what I did is, and, and I only say this to you because it might give you a picture of what you could potentially do is I just started a blog on the side and I just wrote blog posts on marketing for that, for coworking. And I did that over and over and over again. And then meanwhile, I talked to my client. I said, if I specialized, what would you think? Like, is this a good idea or a crazy idea? And he was like, I would love it if you specialized because then you could just help me even more. You'll just know more stuff. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to the yep. the head of the association, one of the associations, and I talked to her and she's like, yeah, you should go for it. It's a great idea. And then I developed a relationship with her and then eventually, you know, went into, spoke at their conferences and, and things just sort of fell along from there, you know, and then next thing you know, you're doing a webinar for 
the association and a bunch of people are joining your mailing list because they look at your website and it's got a ton of articles there and you're like the only person who specializes in marketing for print and promotion companies. And there's so much you could do there because there's e-commerce, there's wholesale, there's, you know, there's like all kinds, there's advertising, like there's brand, there's creativity, there's all kinds of stuff in that world that you could latch onto and as a strategist, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so the other thing I did uh, when I got into it, so I, I, I got some traction, then I worked with a business coach. And the first thing he told me to do was, uh, was basically research the heck out of the industry. So I got into Airtable. Yep. And I basically looked up, let me just pull up my sheet here and give you kind of what I what I looked up. But I basically looked up what are people's pains or questions. So looking in forums, looking in associations, looking in, you know, anywhere I could where they hang out. Um, what was the jargon that they use? So like listing all the words that they use in their day to day, like do they call their, their customers clients or something else? I looked up uh, what communities existed out there, who were the influential players already, whether they sold marketing or other kinds of advice, who were the influencers, or if they sold the products like, you know, rockstar sales reps. Um, what resources were out there? What associations were out there? What conferences were out there? And I basically just dumped as much data. Like I was mm -hmm. like, I was like Google scraping the internet. Who were mm -hmm. the people? And then I even wrote a list of ideal clients, you know, and usually it's companies that are moderately successful they're the ones that are going to hire you, not the ones who have the worst website. That's the, the counterintuitive thing. Who are the mm -hmm. other consultants that were selling similar or, not, you know, other things? What podcasts are out there? Uh, what guest posting opportunities there might be? Um, what products are currently being sold? You know, so I really just kind of just devoured as much information as I could. And, uh, and then it, it just made all of my content decisions easier. I wrote content based on people's questions and, and needs and concerns, not, not what I thought their questions were. Okay. So I don't know, how, like, does this, so whether you choose this niche or not, what do you, I mean, it feels like there's a lot potentially to latch onto, but, um, yeah, would you be cool to start it? Yeah, I'll, I'll do what you said. I'll start researching that area. Um, and just how much, you know, they, some of them do have internal marketing people. Like that's, that's the one okay. company I met with that decided we, we, he didn't, I didn't want to work with him and vice versa. They, he wanted me to kind of come in and replace or mentor his current marketing manager because she was like new out of college yeah. and she wasn't creative at all. Right. So I'm both creative and analytical and can help drive results. And yeah. that's a very unique. Yeah. Um, so if you combine those but, with yeah. industry specialized knowledge as well, and you're like, buddy, I'm the only one in the entire world. I'm sure there's more, but I'm like the only one who spends all day thinking, talking, teaching, marketing for that, for your, for your industry. And I, you know, yep. like, then you not only have that, that horizontal expertise of what you do, you also have the vertical, which is the industry specific, because there's just so many little nuances, like. I can go to like levels of granularity with the co-working consulting that like nobody does, even though it's yeah. not complex, you know, like how to do a link, a Craigslist ad for a co-working space. Like there's very yep. specific things. So I think there's also a huge opportunity because I could help them be creative for their clients. Yeah. So like it's essentially an extension of their, of their branding that I could help I, I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. As long as they're looking for that. Right. Because some of these folks have been in business 20 years. Um, but like, if you can, if, I mean, if you can provide that to those design shops, um, ideally though, you're not selling that stuff. You are providing the creative direction, but you're not actually designing them. Like you could do a concept, but then I don't know. It's up to you, but. Right. Yeah. Like their clients come to them and sometimes they're called brand consultants, even mm -hmm. though they're, I mean, so it's a, it's kind of a brand consultant, but they come to them asking for ideas. If I could provide a framework on actually how to get better idea, to generate better ideas for their clients, mm -hmm. for what promotional items to pick, yeah. that's gold like to them. If that's gold, then and I would find that, validate that as well. I'm sure it is through your one client, which really helps. And like find the second out one, who, yeah. Yeah. The, one, the second one was like my marketing director isn't creative and my brand consultants aren't creative. Like they're mm -hmm. okay, but they're not at the level of what I could help them with. Yeah. 
I think you've got a lot to latch on to. I would first start with talking to your client. I can only tell you what I've done that really succeeded. And that is beginning to start with your client and saying, Hey, if I specialized in your industry, what advice would you give me? Do you think I should do it? Is that a good idea, mm -hmm. bad idea? What are your thoughts? And then see where it goes. And then see if, you know, they should be very supportive of you doing that because that, that just makes you like the only one, you know, that just makes you better at your job. And then see, see if they can kind of, if you can get like what, you know, what conferences do they go to? What associations might they belong to? Like they may have belonged to, the, you know, what communities do they hang out in? Um, who, who do they know that's consulting currently? And really just helping to kind of get a little land, land and then introductions. I would say the, the only other drawback, and I know we're cutting short on our time, mm -hmm. but the only other drawback with that is um, a pandemic. So mm -hmm. essential businesses, I really wanted to go and try to see if I could, if it would make sense to do something more in the healthcare realm because it's more sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, because right now, no, a lot of businesses have cut back. I mean, that's the first thing, one of the first things they cut back on is their promotional items. So okay. luckily, my one client has stayed with me because they value and they don't want to just let me go. But right. they've lost a considerable amount of their revenue this year. And what about your home care client? So I think, first of all, I think all of what we just said, I would still do. Talk to your existing okay. clients, see what they say, okay. see if they can introduce you to anybody that you can just talk to and, and really don't make it a sales pitch. Like you don't have anything for sale yep. yet. Even if they ask, right. I'll follow up with you in a few months, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really yep. important that you do that. But let's talk about the home care very quickly, um, which I also love that idea, just based on very little it's a, research. It's a, yeah. It's a $108 billion industry. Yeah. And why are you not jumping into that? especially because you, you could consider feasibly seeing yourself opening one of those businesses in the future. And <laughs> so it's growing. In the that possibly. <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple of hurdles. One is that the New York, when our, I live in New York state, so the licensed agencies, they capped them about five years ago. So there's no way to get a licensed agency, which puts a lot of restraints. So like for us to open up our own would be, would be more challenging. It would have to go a non-medical route, which restricts a lot of Medicare payments sure. to accept it so we can't really but you can but market there's still them. money there's still money in companion care but yes marketing um what i did is i interviewed a local licensed agency they were they're a franchise there are a lot of franchises so there's one hurdle is that these franchises you know they're supported by all these marketing materials it's part of their their spend their monthly spend they're not all franchises I have to figure out how much percentage of them actually are franchises. Um, the other thing is, um, is that they're, um, they're, they get, there's a, a margin of about, it's a pretty low margin. So about 80% 80, 80 goes out. Anything they make, all the, like 80% goes back out to pay yeah. either workers' comp, insurance, their employees. Um, so there's not really a high margin for marketing, which is why people don't really spend a ton. Right. In but 20% is not, not uncommon for many industries. Yep. Um, it may even be a little bit less, but, mm -hmm. but people make very good money with us. Don't get me wrong. People yep. make extremely well off with us. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing... Um, was I did a, a, re, a research with IBIS worldwide and they found that it was less than, I think I sent you the stat, but it was like less than 1% of people spend money on their marketing budgets uh, or on marketing in the home care world. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing um, is that why, why it's is that, heavily though? generated because they get to a point where they have their company name, they have their website, um, and they started generating most of their business through referrals right. only. So it's a heavily relied referral driving industry. So building really like relationship marketing is like the number one way to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So, which I helped my client do that. We were able to grow her referral apartment for referral partnerships by started with five and we have 18 now. Right. So, you know, there's that. It's like they get to a point and then they, but the bigger ones, 
you, the bigger ones may do more marketing. They may do more of a comprehensive yep. marketing mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking at a couple of sites right now, and many of them have social media. They do blogging. They've got a website. Yeah. There's advertisements. Yep. My hunch is that there's more than enough here. You know, there's like there's tons of competition, and you're really like the mom and pop. You know, one one or two. You know, maybe I just do it myself kind of thing. They'll never be your ideal clients yep. anyway. But of of that hundred and eight billion dollar yep. industry, there's definitely it's way bigger than co working, and like there's a bunch of people that couldn't afford to work with me and never will, and then there's just a bunch yep. that are like either bigger, and then the smaller folks I, you can do coaching. You can, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. Um, the other thing is the industry sort of boomed already here in New York um, about you know nine years ago. So a lot of these companies are not, again, they're not just starting, so they would not need me to do a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. um, unless they're going to rebrand, which again, it doesn't, a lot of them I don't think do, but I did work with, side note, I did work with a larger size 300 plus employee, one of the largest in um, Rochester. I worked with them about four years ago mm-hmm. and we did a rebrand. Um unfortunately they had a turn of leadership turnover in leadership after mm-hmm. i presented the brand it was like yeah. in between so all the work i did was flushed out there was nothing that they wanted to use unfortunately it was a really it was sad um and it wasn't a very good culture so they couldn't actually or i should say it wasn't a very like they're very immature culture yep um poor leadership they couldn't understand how to salvage any of that or why it was important Yep. So one thing that you, you say, and I think maybe this is maybe at the heart of some of the differences between what you do and I do is you focus on brand. Me, brand is like one part of it in the very beginning. I, I'm very like, um, like, okay, if you're like most people that I work with already have some kind of brand, whether it's good or not. And if they don't, we'll do some work on who their target market is and, and understand their messaging and positioning and competitive advantage. That stuff is sort of the yeah. business positioning and, and strategy. Uh, and then I'll hand mm-hmm. it over to a designer and do a visual identity if if they need one, if it's going to help their bottom mm-hmm. line. And then I don't think yep. about brand ever again. And then I just focus on yep. how do I get, how do I have a one message? How do I become very distinct as a company? Mm-hmm. How do I get that messaging yep. clear? And then how do I roll it out everywhere possible so I can be everywhere yep. with this specific you know ideal person? So yep. I don't even call it brand. I, yeah, we call it different things. People actually could even call it business development. I mean, it's essentially what I'm doing because right, it's the same as positioning statement. It's um, key messaging, core messaging, target audience development, persona development. So I do all those things in alignment and I just yeah. call it through the lens of brand. Yeah. And that to me is phase one. That's the strategy. Yep. Exactly. Phase two is mm-hmm. rolling it out. And that's where the planning and, and execution yep. comes in. And that's really where the money is. Because like- yep. And the return. Yeah. And the long, yeah, exactly. Right. Cause like, it's one thing to have a pretty brand and good messaging, but if, unless you roll yep. it out effectively and you get in the weeds Oh yeah. You know, and then your ads have to be good and everything else. So yep. that's where I would live. So I don't call it like, I call it like marketing. Maybe in the beginning you, you do brand, but I think positioning yourself as brand feels like, well, we already have a brand. I don't need that. What I need is more clients. Mm-hmm. I need, I need marketing. So how you word your thing, I think, you know, marketing strategist mm-hmm. or CMO is good. And and I don't know, I, I just always hear you focused on the brand part, which is okay. But to me, the long... Only in the beginning. Yeah. You're right. Okay. No, long that's exactly what I do. Only in the beginning. And but then it becomes more yourself. of a management. How do you position yourself on LinkedIn? Um, right now it's fractional CMO. I could call myself a purpose-driven marketer um, yeah. if I wanted a bit vague. I would, I would be, you know, you're a marketing oh, consultant. Yeah. It's, it says, oh, okay. So right now it's fractional CMO um, slash brand market, brand and marketing implementer and mark, master brand identity. Right. So designer. the word brand, and this is me, I'm going to give you feedback because that's, yeah, but totally this is my fine. association. The word brand is a little bit fluffy to me. It's like, it, to me, it's good or, or it's just right at the beginning. Cause it's, it is important to have a brand. I don't mean fluff, but like what I'm, if I'm like a hungry entrepreneur, I'm like, I have a brand. My logo is good enough. The colors are fine. Uh, now I just need more clients. Yep. But if you do brand, yep. then I get it. I don't need a designer and someone to help me with my messaging. I need clients, well, even though they do need that maybe. 
you know, so. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even do visual stuff. It's only the brand development piece. So it's only the positioning. It's only working, like, you know, aligning the team internally with what they're all about, why they do what they do, how they're different. Yep. So I help them align that between the organization internally and externally. Right. So I, so I focus on brand in the beginning and then it becomes marketing and internal development. So I do communication right. workshops and touch points work, touch point workshops mm-hmm. to help. And I help train on people, help them um, not just talk about the brand, but actually help them live internally with the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that becomes an internal, it becomes a movement so that it, it's more than just something that's talked about. Yeah, that's the foundation for everything. It's just if your position is brand, then I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's, I either need kind of this design messaging thing or I don't. And a lot of people don't always think that yep. they do once they've been in business a certain number of years. They're just like, yep. like if you were to say like, uh, I'm a marketing consultant helping home care agencies um, get more get more clients and serve a bigger purpose or something, right? Where you have a bit of brand yep. attached to it. That to me is like yeah. way cooler than I'm a brand and fractional CMO. But like once you take what you do and make it vertical and like for that industry, and then if you focus on yeah. not so much who you are, but what you help them accomplish, like my tagline is I help co-working yep. spaces get full. And that's like, yep. that's really like for, if you're a co-working space, you're like, boom, like that, that, that hits. So that's kind of what I would want for you. I would, I would explore both yeah. paths if I were you. Pick mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then the word brand is fine, but it p- pigeons holds you as just that doing that first part, which is maybe why you're selling mostly that first part. You want to be like the brand of, you want to be a forget brand. Cause brand is like, again, some people don't think of themselves as a brand, even though they have it, you you give them brand cause that's what they need, but you're a marketing consultant cause that's what they understand or a mm-hmm. strategy consultant or, you know, like a marketing strategy. advisor, right? strategist any of those words are fine <clears throat> when you get to brand though it's more you know the true brands like skincare brands and like manufacturing you know products brands that they have a brand and they value brand more than a home care industry and particularly like a, a b2b doesn't even know that a brand exists like most of them are just so linear and functional even though they need that they need that human element which is mm-hmm. exactly why you're better but yeah. you, you kind of have to meet people with what they are looking for like i don't see many b2b companies yeah. going i'm looking for a brand specialist they're like i'm looking for a mar- marketing consultant people call me a consultant mm-hmm. i call myself an advisor because sometimes call it consultants yep. do a lot of deliverables and i do more of advisory stuff which is more of the head less of the hands so that's why i do it that way but but ultimately i'm a, a marketing consultant so anyway that's yep. just my feedback Agreed. that i think always like feels a bit off when you say that is like if i'm a buyer i'm like that seemed more like fluff but if you're like i'm a marketing consultant helping home care uh, agencies uh, get more members and uh, get more clients make a bigger impact or helping print and promotion companies you know uh, fly products off their shelves or, or without squeezing their mm-hmm. without squeezing their sales force sales force even mm-hmm. more or something like that then that, that yeah. those are really and that's where the research comes into play it's like what do you want what's the outcome mm-hmm. what's the desired end state you want yeah I want to be able to attract more business to my print and whatever company promotion company and my, but my sales force is squeezed and they're working hard already. How do we get them more yep. inquiries? And that is the intimate knowledge. Yeah. And that's what you do through, through discovery conversations, learning their language, yep. et cetera. Yeah, no, I think, thank you. I think opening my eyes to that idea of print and promotion companies, I had kind of thought about it at one point because of the second company that kind of, when we went through the interview process, I was like, I know your business in and out. Like, yeah, I'm that feeling, fit. see what you just said there. When you specialize, even though you only have one client, if you positioned yourself and had a separate website with even 10 blog posts and some services and you're like, I literally know your business better than you do. And I already know what mistakes you're making. And if you want to like, yeah, like that, like that type of conversation makes you the no brainer. Like even, yeah. But Mm -hmm. if you're not positioned that way, if you don't look good on paper, as I say, because you don't have a clear, like devoted focus, focus or specialization, everyone thinks they're unique like that their industry is different. So even though I'm a woman entrepreneur, I'm like, I love that you work with women entrepreneurs who are passionate or purpose-driven, but can you do it for my law firm? I, you know, you don't understand legal. It's a little bit nuanced. Yeah. Everybody thinks their thing is that. That's why I don't like that psychographic yep. positioning or demographic positioning. Oh, you mean like women entrepreneurs? You yeah, mean? or even purpose-driven. Or... Yeah, you'll naturally be yeah. drawn towards that anyway. 
and you'll and women you know if you position yourself and you mm -hmm. advocate for them in your marketing that's going to be part of your brand yeah. and that's who you'll attract but my, i would women say women executives starting their own business yeah 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 but i think you need but again to it's like options. i look at it like you're saying, like I look at it the same way you do. If I'm going to help a woman entrepreneur, I don't want to charge them five grand for like a branded logo. Like they could be spending that on a savvy website and like maybe, you know, belonging to associations and getting the word out right. on social media. Like to me, it feels unethical because I'm like, yes, a brand is important. Yes, your identity is important. Yeah. But what's more important are all these other things you have to do to grow your business. That, that's how you're going to stay in business. Yeah. So that's why I can't, to, to have them work with me for $20,000 and it, you know, a year mm -hmm. knowing they're pulling from out of their own pocket. Like it feels weird to me. Yep. And maybe exactly. that's my I, own. I, no, I totally get issue. that. That's why I, I don't charge money to you guys except for the 10 bucks a month, because I don't, even though you're, you're all consultants, but similar idea, you know, the individual, you, you, you feel like, you know, well, a lot of that's imposter syndrome, but you have to be able to get a, business yep. result to make a business case at the end of the day for whatever you sell but you can do that in yep. the future michelle you can do what i'm doing here you can do coaching for women entrepreneurs uh later but i think in order yep. to get to get the money in the house like the the co-working stuff funds my mission like everything right like uh, i, I yeah. like what i do there yep. i help entrepreneurs they're they're keen they're interested it's it's exciting that i get to work with big companies and small it ticks a lot of boxes yep. i love it but this is a different thing. And, but now that I've got that established and I'm booked solid right now, and I have no room for more clients. The, the thing on the side is my more like my mission, you know, kind of giving back to others and just yeah. contributing, right? It's, yep. It feels more like a mentorship. You can do that yep. later. But what I want you to do is, is go down two roads and talk to both clients first, ask them what they would think of you specialized and then do a bit of research in a spreadsheet or whatever. Forget the 1% thing. I, I would actually ignore that. It's only going to distract you. There's a ton of money okay. in this industry. There's a ton of money. Yep. Like there just is. I can just tell by how big the industry is and how I, how many things are showing up. And like, there's just a ton of, because those that are looking to grow are your target market. Those that don't care about growing aren't. And uh, Yeah. And the ones that I would focus on are not the one that I would have been working with the last nine months. She's a basically just a one person show and she has employees, but but she's not at the level that I would work with. So like mm -hmm. we, I don't have a solid business case with her because essentially like, well, she was just, didn't do what I asked her to do a lot of times. Right. Um, yep. <laughs> so like I can only do so much to help her, you yep. know? Um, and so fortunately I have some like results, but like, again, that's not the exact revenue a company revenue that I want to be working with. It has to be higher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so. yeah, you definitely okay. have to explore both Thank paths, you. but like I, you've got enough here, but I think what you want to do is talk to some people and see what, how much information you can gather and then just start a side blog. I know you can do it, like figure one out, decide on one, uh, and then just try it. Yep. And then you'll network okay. like crazy, get into the association, do a webinar for the associations or the conferences. They're all going virtual. Um, that yep. gets you into their audience, but, but only do that when you look good on paper, when you have somewhere to refer them back to. So that's why I'd say create okay. a little brand, start it on the side. It's a bit of work, but then okay. on paper you look good so that you can really market yourself and then you can, your clients will come from all over the place. As soon as I specialized, I no longer worked with anyone nearby. you like the, yeah. the world opens up. That's People great. Come. That's awesome. And, and that's what I call the drive-by test. Like how many, how many other places, like if you were a, a hamburger joint, how many burger joints would I drive by to come to yours? And that's the leverage you have. And if you don't have a drive-by test, if there's no reason for them to skip past w even one or 10 consultants to come to you or states or however you measure that, then you don't have a high drive-by test. And that's why specialization goes, look, I'm like the only one who understands how to do this the best. That kind of conversation just crushes it. And you are, you literally are, even if you've only worked with one client for two or three years, you're like, a, you're an expert yep. and get them yep. on a mailing list and go from there. But it takes a couple, it'll take a couple of years. So just be ready to put in the time. But okay. once you start going on that path, you'll get word of mouth going. People will refer you. You can ask for referrals, interview people, uh, and then get into the places where they hang out, do webinars. Like I do webinars for all the SaaS companies for the co-working industry. I do webinars for all the conferences. I do webinars or seminars or whatever, or conference presentations, podcasts. Once you have that on paper factor, everyone's going to want to bring mm -hmm. you in to teach their audience. And then that's going to build your audience and like the world will open up. 
but until you have, until you look good on paper, until you have a separate dedicated website, no one's going to put you in their conference right. and no one's going to put you on their podcast. No, even if you said, Oh, I've worked with two clients. They're like, cool. But right. You know, you don't tick the box. That's really, really crucial. It's like when you have a resume and five of the six places you've worked are say in a restaurant, like, or like a law firm, they're going to be like, well, this one checks all the boxes. She does marketing and she's worked for five law firms. Like, and we need a legal marketer. Like you look right. good, looking like, good on paper, just like so, so important. Two years. <laughs> well, two years and I booked solid. Like I, I registered, <laughs> I registered, uh, <laughs> but it, within the first year I had an email list. I had, um, I was on podcasts. Oh, wow. Like I was, um, I, I don't know if it was the well, first. I still or don't think, year. I'm not sure if you ever sleep. I'm still convinced that maybe you never sleep. <laughs> I work hard, but I have a baby. So I, 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 I check out at about five, five thirty every day. And then yeah, yeah. sometimes I work at night a bit, but, but I really, I'm, I'm a nine to five guy and I don't work on weekends. So, but I work hard for sure. Yep. Smart. But, it, but smart. It, I do. And it, but it really helps. I'm telling you right now, it really, really helps when you have a specialization and then the word brand, make it a subtext, not your forefront. Like, Give me something tangible. I'm a marketing yeah. consultant helping X to Y. Yep. Yeah. And I think the home care, and I could do, even expand it, home care and care management companies because it's in the same. Well, you can, I would, yeah, I would say, I would start with home. Yeah. I, try not to broaden until you need to, like co-working and private offices, executive suites, shared offices. Those are all different. Those are all different flavors of the same thing. But I pick co-working because right. I still attract everyone around that ecosystem. So oh, I would, okay. So I would pick, say that. Okay. You no, know, like when you say home care agencies, if you were like, well, you're not a home care, but you're a, I don't know what the other word was for companion care. Care management. Care it's, management. Well, no, it's, yeah, care management companies are the ones that they're growing too because of home care agencies are growing. Start with but, home care and then branch out. It's more specific and it'll feel better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I know this isn't over, and I, but I think at some point you can overanalyze your situation, but talk to your existing <laughs> clients, see what they think, if they're exuberant about you doing that, even if they're not, but if they are, great, see what the yeah. associations are, see where you can, you know, see how you can, and like document everything into a spreadsheet or a, or a document or whatever, and uh, yeah, you'll okay. be surprised. Magic will appear. Look for questions and pains that people have, and then the questions are okay. going to be like, yep. I could answer that. How do we get more clients? How are you guys doing this, you know? Um, yep. yeah. And then make your content about that. Do you give away, like if I were to say, if I were to find someone in a home care company that would be an ideal client, cause a current client is not ideal. Right. So would I offer like a free, like would I do that for free for them? Uh, no, not necessarily. You can do, you can say like, this is going to be the price and I'm looking for a case study. So I'm willing to do it. You could do it for free if you wanted to, but I would say I'm, I'm willing to do it for like a half of what I would normally charge. Um, just so I could mm -hmm. have a case study and build up, um, that, that, you know, something that portfolio on my website, but, right. I, but have the conversations first and, and I would, you know, not even prescribe okay. solutions until you know exactly what their goals are. And then, you know, like I did, I productized okay. it pretty much immediately. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you again. You are yeah. welcome. I'd love to see you just dip your toe in. The th cool thing about it is you don't have to go all in on it immediately, but you start that website, build up right. some content, talk to people, do your research. And believe me, it's like crazy yep. how well it works. I was very skeptical okay. and very nervous, which is why I hired a coach when I was getting into it. Like I already had traction and I was already an advisor, but I was like, I don't feel confident making this my whole thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I know that feeling and uh, I wouldn't tell you otherwise if it was a bad idea. Yep, definitely. Now I think I'm, I feel much better now. Thank you. Much more clear. Great. Well, report back. Let me know what, what your progress is and, and I'm sure others will be interested to hear as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank well, you again. I appreciate it. You too, Michelle. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was a great conversation with Michelle. Michelle, thank you for sharing your questions and for diving deep onto what your options are. I know that one option may not be the right option for you or that there's, you know, there's going to be all kinds of nuances and details to, to going into uh, niching or niching. The cool thing about it is you started on the side, you literally start a blog. You don't even talk about it. You just publish some content. Eventually you start talking about it more and publishing it or promoting it on say your LinkedIn or whatever else. Uh, but the main thing is driving, um, 
emails to that, like getting email signups. If you look at iverspaces.com, the homepage right now, although I have a whole new web design, but the homepage right now is entirely focused on capturing emails. Uh, and then there's a footnote that has my links, um, but like it's all focused on getting email subscribers. Uh, and then there's all kinds of stuff downstream. The benefits of this are just crazy because Michelle mentioned that she's got processes and and like, you know, all kinds of frameworks and things that she can use as soon as she applies it to a specific industry like home care agencies or uh, print and promotion companies. Now she can package that up, sell it as membership, sell it as, um, you know, coaching sell those products like there's and then you know group coaching is really cool because you can take people through cohorts and really go through your system and give them documents and i'm sure they'll look great because michelle's a designer and um so like everything you do becomes like vague and for nobody and then all of a sudden it's like the only thing that is 100 percent crystal clear dedicated to one specific like to me to my specific industry which makes it one of a kind and people will will buy the heck out of that so i hope that helps michelle and others if you're thinking about niching or niching um, the approach is simple. Just focus on those that you've already helped or can help really and have helped really well in the past. See if you can build a case study around them as well for some credibility. Talk to your client. Think, tell them you're thinking about specializing. See what they say. See who they know. See what associations they belong to. See what conferences they belong to. Um, and uh, you should already know a whole bunch of like their, their situations. So you can start maybe mapping out if you want what, what like your ecosystem is in terms of how you help them and all the things you can do. Like how I use a Basecamp project that covers off most of what I accomplish with my clients. You can start mapping that out. Um, but then see if you can get in front of existing audiences. So where, do, where does that target market already hang out? Do they have associations? Do they have conferences? And, uh, and then really seeing if you can be a guest presenter, guest expert, um, host, you know, be on podcasts, whatever. But uh, it takes a bit of time. You do have to build relationships, um, but I would start with the top, you know, see if you can meet the people who run these organizations, these conferences, these, these groups, um, you know, and uh, see what other things are selling, see who's selling to that existing market. If there's people out there selling stuff, that's a good sign. Usually it's operational focused. Check out Amazon, Google around, you know, look up consultant for industry and see what comes up and really just like you want to be a hoarder of data like what jargon are they using what pains and questions are they asking in forums can you be a member of that forum can and then you know rather than don't pitch your stuff but you can write long answers uh e-bombs as amy hoy would say um, all this is kind of related to amy hoy's sales safari um she's got a course 30 by 500 uh which is really cool um so anyways that's all for now. I've got another call coming up. This has been really great. If you'd like to do more of these, I'm going to do a few more coaching calls. They're supposed to be about half an hour, but I imagine they're going to roll on a little bit longer. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you all again. Thanks so much and bye for now.